With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's show, we discuss a very disappointing week for Chelsea following a glorious cup win for Leicester. Is top four going to happen? And we've got the hurricane transfer saga. He wants out, don't you know? Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Two Halves, the footballing podcast that brings you all good things football related. Today is episode 119, that's 119. And if you like what you hear from today's episode or the previous 118, then give us a subscribe or drop us a comment on the choice of the platform that you're listening to right now. And hopefully we might even get back to you. And like all those previous 118 episodes, I'm of course joined by Mr. Chelsea himself. That's Mr. Tom Woods. And the guy they call the Magnificent Duke, Mr. Michael Carden-Edwards. Now the Duke, I'm going to put you on hold because I'm going to bring in Mr. Chelsea. Being a Chelsea week that has been to see Mm. how he's doing. Woods, how are you? A week's a long time in football. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, uh, I I like to kind of hark back to um, this time last week, and I felt good about life, and the preceding seven days have kicked the living shit out of me. Um, To the extent that I I, I text Mikey earlier about this, I can't even begin to want to turn the TV on to watch the football tonight. Like that, uh, This is why I'm actually quite happy. We've had a little bit of a delay. Basically, kickoff is now. We're going to basically record all the way through the game. I'm not going to have to watch a second of it because I'm suffering with, like a, 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 I think it's sort of anxiety. Um, it might also be pre-workout. I'm not too sure. It's one of the two. I'm stressed. I'm stressed, my friend. Um, <laughs> we've gone from... Uh, what I felt, work out. <laughs> we've gone from what felt like a... Um, a pretty good it was you know trending towards a pretty good season and it, it, it's quickly turning into um one of the worst season ends since 2008 and that's a that's a bit dramatic no i mean obviously it, no, appreciate no, the no i don't, I don't think it is because i no? look i guess if you go well look where you were 
But I say, if we rewind it towards Christmas. Right. Let's, go, let's go back to Lampard and go, well, you're out against Atleti and you're probably going out at some point. In, well, you're not getting past City, let's be real, with, with Lampard. And you're not even close to top four with Lampard. So you take all of that and you're like, actually, yeah. But the problem is, is we got ourselves into a position that um, felt pretty, pretty good. And in the space of two weeks, it can all be ripped away, right? Um, so I, I, I don't have good confidence about tonight's football match. I, I, that's that's first and foremost, um, because the last two performances have been a bit pedestrian. I would say that I don't believe Chelsea deserve to lose either football match. I think that neither game you would argue that they've lost, they've necessarily been the worst team but that's football, right? That's why we love the game because it's a game for which on any given day either team can win, right? But yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's been tough. It's been tough. Like I, I, I Mikey knows you know this as well, Lee, But like, I'm not a good loser. Like, <laughs> are, are you not? <laughs> I, I am the kind of person that when it comes to to losing i in my age i avoid now playing multiplayer games because i can't deal with losing so i'd rather not right never put myself in that position you can't can't, justify like smashing up a controller or something like you could when you get or something (laughs) yeah pretty much like i mean i I, i'd never smash up a controller but i'd i'd be really unhappy inside i've done that several times yeah, uh, I, but I've I matured. I matured over the years, and I've stopped smashing up controllers. Yeah, um, but if I if I show you a good loser, I'll, basically I'll show you a loser, Lee. So um, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the fact of it, right? And um, I, I like to think of myself as a good winner, but I don't think that's true either. Uh, so um, yeah, just never grown out of it, and I, I feel that I share similar traits with my my close friend, my best friend the magnificent duke himself in that stance that i'd i'd sooner get shot than lose like that's kind of where the fuck i am on this i'm like it's like generally the fa cup final and it was made worse because obviously the the var decision um i gotta say you obviously a late 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 equalizer you celebrate it and when players like were celebrating immediately i was like i've got a bad feeling about this and obviously Lo and behold, I, I, it just felt like an air of inevitability about Saturday. That's what I will say about it. And we'll, we'll talk about Saturday a little bit more in a moment. But like, as time ticked on on Saturday and watching the build-up, I was kind of thinking, um, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're in a problem here because we're the pantomime villain. And um, they always tend to fail in the end, right? That's, that's how these things play out. Fair enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm still taking in the fact that I, I want to know if Mikey, aka the Magnificent Duke, if he if he's in agreement of, you know, the assessment that you two are alike in terms of like you know the the winner and or bad bad winner and bad losers. That with the angle you're going at with there. Look, we're great winners. We love winning, right? Well, don't we all? <laughs> exactly. Actually, you, but... <laughs> you probably say I won't because I'm negative, even when we're. No, you're, you're, you're kind of like you'll you'll go doing a, if you're going to do a marathon in October and you'll kind of do a sub three and a half hour and you'll be proud of it, but you won't tell anyone about it. True. Whereas you want to so, like you know shout it from the rooftop. Well, well, you, yeah. yeah, you should be proud of it, but like you know. Truth, we discussed this last week. We did Mike discuss this last in. week. I can I can understand now, Mike. I'm I'm surprised at you, Lee. You know damn well I'm a horrible loser. I hate losing. 
I fucking hate losing. The fact that you're questioning this, I am now questioning if you know me at all. I do I remember. I like, do. I do remember some bad runs on Provo and used to get quite quite stroppy. Like you know, it kind of soured the evening sometimes when you lost three or four in a row. Mate, do you not remember when we used to play football in the fucking <laughs> cage with David Pomfret and the fucking anger that I used to display on a fucking weekly basis because I fucking hate losing. Right. I, I am very Excuse much. You went on my side, were you, mate? I am very much on, on the vein of win at all costs. There is not, there is no point in playing if you cannot win. Okay, like, yeah, like it just, it just doesn't. It's no, there's no fucking point. Okay, if there's no, if you can't win, look at the fucking stress we used to have when we played tennis against each other. I used to no lose every mate. fucking week. I was happy. It's kill me. I, I will say though, just for the viewers back home, Lee holds about like a five-year winning streak against me. Who won the last ever game? Me, baby. Yeah? Did you? Which means I became the master. Yeah. <laughs> there, like there ladies yeah. and gentlemen, is what I mean by us being good winners, but in the eyes of some people, bad winners. <laughs> this is why you you like the uh, the likes of like Michael Schumacher, etc. Win at all costs, you know, Michael Jordan, etc., etc. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just- I've, I've been watching. I weirdly say that I've been watching the Last Dance again, um, and uh, it's just it's again that thing of like. There's something that I was because I was trying to I was sitting there today watching watching it whilst I was fucking wrestling with a dog, and it shows the difference in Man United, right? When Jordan went away and played baseball for a year or year and a half, whatever it was, mm-hmm. came comes back, they lose to the Magic, and then the next season he's like, right, we ain't fucking losing to the Magic again, and he looks around at the rest of the fucking team, and it's all players he'd never played with before. Your Luke Longley's, your Steve Kerr's, those those guys, right? Who had never won anything, right? They, they, they weren't there when he was there winning shit. And he's like, he comes in and he's like, no, no, you're going to play to the level, the standards that I set, right? Well, I'm going to take this and uh, you're going to come to my level and I'm going to drag you up here, basically by any means necessary. I look at that United team and there's one player that does that. That's Bruno Fernandes. However, Bruno Fernandes is a player who's won fuck all in his career. Of of note, right? Right. Hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's like if we like if we had a guy that was like a Ramos or so, like Ramos for example, has won fucking everything. So it, it means more, right? Bruno Fernandez has rocked in, and yeah, he's a leader, he's a wonderful man, but he ain't won nothing. So do you know what I mean? There's, there's there's that difference between them. Like, I like his mentality, but he hasn't he he, he doesn't back it up with trophies. Do you know what I mean? Individual accolades for sure, but the, the, the trophies that he's won as part of a team is he big holding trophies. his teammates accountable? Right, you know that's that's the key thing with leadership, like the accountability. Calling them out a little bit, yeah. Um, you know, speaking of which, um, two Manchester United captains went in the Hall of Fame, Premier League Hall of Fame, both of which we said should be on the next um, induction list, which was Eric Cantona, obviously, but also Roy Keane, who. I think you could probably say both of them uh, commanded more of their teammates. Certainly Roy mm. Keane has a reputation of demanding more. Um, and that's why Manchester United were uh, constant winners during that time when he was captain, which is why he's the best captain of the Premier League era. You know, he commanded more of his players. It was uh, on the training ground to the, f- to the football pitch. Well, all I say is that, boys, we're two for two so far. Yeah, yeah, nice, no, great, right? Patrick Vieira next, right? That's the one we're looking for. We're looking for Patty V. Um, 
We'll see. We'll see. Uh, they better not fuck this up because we basically told them how to do it. Now, I don't know why they're inducting the six. It's because they ain't got a fucking clue what they're doing. Uh, they're going to run out of players after three years of this. Um, yeah. Basically, we're going to get to a point where Kieran Dyer is going to get in. The man who didn't... Kieran Dyer never won a single trophy in his entire career. Nothing. Even Lee Bowyer won the first division, right? Like... Kieran Dyer has never won a single trade. I bet you he. Why, why are you picking on Kieran Dyer? I'm sure there's other examples out there, other players. I don't know. I just I read about Kieran Dyer yeah, <laughs> right, the, okay. the other day, and I was like, oh, he's never won a thing, has he? And like, I like Kieran Dyer was fine. Do you know what I mean? But like, he played 33 times for England. Mm. 33 times. What yeah, the hell? Um, yeah, I don't know okay. why I talked about Kieran Dyer. Apologies, but no, Lee, you didn't ask me, but I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for asking. How are you? And your fancy running shoes. Oh, myself? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm all right, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I've had a bit of a shite week. Um, foot, football and non-football related oh. things. Obviously, oh, supporting yeah. Everton is just oh. shite oh. in general. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll touch upon that later, I feel. But uh, yeah, I was... I'm, I'm trying to move home and basically I, I kind of had my heart set on a place and it all kind of fell through. And I'm still kind of. It took, it took me. Well, I'm still. I was still getting over it, really. But yeah, the weekend was. I was on a pretty much a bit of a downer because it came through Friday evening that we lost the place, and then kind of went and drowned my sorrows. And then, yeah, Friday and Saturday, uh, sort of Saturday and Sunday, just kind of moped around thinking about it, and then going into yesterday as well. So, yeah, that's me. Rough. You know what I'm like, though. Yeah. Captain Pessimist, they're probably like, you're like, in a way, when that news came through, you were like, perfect. <laughs> uh, what I will say on the football front, though, is I was right. Okay? I was right all those weeks ago towards the beginning of the season where you were get on that roller coaster, joy, joy the, enjoy, enjoy the, the, you know, the ride, blah, blah, blah. We're literally going to finish 10th in the league. <laughs> we're going to finish 10th oh, well, but I'm so going to touch upon that later that's so let's, cool that's about myself then isn't that's it? dog shit mate that's it so is really fucking bad. dog shit mate it really is let's, let's, uh, let's talk about that game that you mentioned Woods obviously the one that kind of brought I guess your weekend out on a bit of a downer <laughs> yeah. um, before we talk about top four because we'll, we'll talk about the FA Cup you mentioned obviously that you were going into it a bit negative um, I think me and Mikey were kind of back on last week's pod we were we will question it a little bit. Maybe it obviously turns out that you were right. That you were probably right to be on a bit of a, I don't know, yeah, bit of neg- a bit of a negativo thought about it all. Just before we before we get Woodsy's uh, you know breakdown of this game, how many defenders did Tuchel play in this game? It, well, this is the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. you know, this is I can understand maybe when he talks about before the game, he must have seen that starting lineup and gone, hmm, okay. Yeah, uh, I think that yeah questions have to be asked at the the starting lineup. I didn't particularly understand it. Um, some players certainly didn't warrant their place, uh, which was evident in their performances. Um, you can talk about the defenders. I mean, it's a weird thing. I one day we're going to find out what's going on between Thomas Tuchel and Tammy Abraham, um, and it will all start to make a bit more sense than it does right now because his excuse for leaving him out of the squad before the game was. Um, I only need two number nines. Um, Werner's one of them and Giroud's the other one that's going to be on the pitch. So sadly, Tammy misses out. He had three left-backs in the squad. Three of them. In what fucking universe do you need three left-backs over having three strikers, right? 
At what situation is going to arrive that you're going to need three of them? It, does, it doesn't make sense. Like the situation which we ended up in, which was, holy shit, we need a fucking goal. We've got 10 minutes to play. That's when we needed another striker to put on the football pitch, but we didn't have one because we had another left back on the bench. But that, it, it's, it's tough to be hypercritical of Tuchel because of what he has been able to achieve so far. But ultimately, um, he's got to turn it around. That starts with tonight. But going back to the game, um, I don't know why... Alonso started. I, I get a feeling. I was a bit concerned about uh, some of the words that um, Chilwell was saying going into the game that maybe the whole event was going to be a bit overawing for him. Like he was going to turn up and um, maybe being either overpumped or uh, something that he was going to impact his performance. And I assume that was part of the idea between, behind playing Marcus Alonso because I can't think of one otherwise. Um, <laughs> but Zayek. <laughs> Ah, oh, mate, I don't even know what this guy does. I honestly don't know what Hakim Zayek offers on a football pitch at this point. Um, but didn't this, he do? Didn't he? Didn't he score like the winner or something in Europe like the other week? Uh, he scored the. Well, he scored the. He scored a couple recently. Yes, he did score against um, Madrid. Did he score against Madrid? You think he might be right? He's the one where Werner laid it on for him, right? I, I, I'm trying to remember now. I, I, I've completely lost in terms of when all this has happened because I've just had such a bad week of football from Chelsea that all I can remember is what happened last from last <laughs> Wednesday. But like, I, I don't get it. Um, when you've got Christian Pulisic who can offer the ability to run out and run past players instead of having Zayek in there. He obviously tried something unique with the idea of starting reset right centre-back uh, instead of right wing-back. And... I think that was to deal with Vardy, and that worked, right? Vardy was completely anonymous. But then playing Aspilicueta at right wing-back makes no sense because he's got no attacking output. So why are you not playing Callum, for example, who has played in that position? They actually played in that position very well at times as well. So there's lots of questions you can ask about how we set up. Um, it was an interesting football match, which um, basically was decided by a moment of excellence by Yuri Tillman because other than that I don't think Leicester really offered anything I'm going to I'm going to question that uh, I say excellence obviously it was a good finish and you mm-hmm. mentioned the questionable lineup. Kepa yeah why uh, he, well he was the cup goalkeeper uh, well then you could argue that Tammy Abraham was the, the cup goal scorer yeah and that has been said that there seems to be some level of hypocrisy about this this um, Kepa being the cup goalkeeper but Tammy not getting a sniff despite being the top scorer in, in, in the FA Cup and I think it's fair to kind of raise that point um, I think it's good sometimes for squad morale to, to allow that we've got when you've got this situation with two goalkeepers as Chelsea have especially when one of them costs such a huge amount of money. He's found a way of basically keeping Kepa involved in what's going on in the squads and not having him being a negative influence. I don't know about his popularity amongst the squad. I question any players that do find him popular after what happened in Wembley um, 14, 15 months ago. He sowed the seeds back then, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then you look at the goal and look. personally, I think Mendy saves it. I've seen other people saying, you don't know football if you think he saves it. I, I think he does. Right? I, 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 I for, for what it's worth, agree. I feel like there's better goalkeepers that would save it or certainly get a hand on it. I didn't feel like his footwork was particularly great. No. And because he just doesn't have that stature about him, it just it's not in the top corner. That's the thing. 
Tillemans didn't even hit it very hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's true. Like the technique Tillemans used was like, I'm going to hit it and get it on target, but well, I'm not putting my laces for it. Kepper tax for a reason, isn't it? Players, <laughs> genuinely, I imagine in that dressing room, Brendan Rodgers would have said, this keeper doesn't like shots from distance. He's in his whole I mean, time. This keeper doesn't like shots. I think is the yeah, main thing. That's probably the main thing. And ultimately, if you're Tillemans and you've got a, a ticket to take a take a shot, then fucking take it. And he did, and it paid off, and it won the cup for them. Um, it was annoying that that just in one moment we'd lost it. And unless they then obviously sat so incredibly deep, and it felt like they were inviting Chelsea to equalise. And um, you could certainly say that. Rogers' negativity almost cost him the game because had mm. that goal not been offside by uh, as fine a margin as it is, and we've spoken about these offside decisions all season, and we said they're bullshit all season. I'm okay with it though because they've been bullshit all season, right? I, you can't argue against it in a one-off moment, but like it, it has effectively decided a a cup final with technology that's simply incapable of making that decision. Uh, but they would have been in a situation going into extra time with Wes Morgan playing centre-half. And they would have been fucked. And Chelsea, uh, Chelsea well. probably would have won the football match because they would have had to hang on for penalties at that point because they'd just gone so negative into themselves. And I think Brendan probably was overly cautious in that moment. But Chelsea just didn't have the quality in the game. And, well, I say that. Kasper Schmeichel was inspired. He pulled off some very good he saves. He pulled off some you? incredible saves. The one um, from Mason Mount springs yeah. to mind. I mean, the, the thing with that one is, when you watch it, he gets his fing- it's genuine fingertips and his hand doesn't waver. Like, it stays there. Like, you, you see some goalkeepers and there's fl- it just bang, like a granite hand mm. to it. And, and that's what deals it around the post. And- Put it this way, if it's on the other foot, if he's in the other goal, yeah. it's I think in, he right? saves... I think he saves Tillemans' goal. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah I, completely, I can completely buy into that. But what I will say... Um, is I'm happy that Leicester did win it. Um, as disappointing as I am as a Chelsea fan, I, I think it's a nice story that Leicester have won it. I feel it, it's validation of all the good work that that football club has done since their league success in 2016. We spoke about it earlier this season. This is a better group of players than that, what they had back then. And that's credit to them. That's credit to uh, the, the team that have made these acquisitions through this time. It's credit to them for bringing in Brendan Rodgers, who has paid off because under uh, Claude, is it Claude Puel? Yeah. Uh, they, were, they were languishing, right? Really poor. Um, but they've what? been able to turn it around and they are a legit top six t- side, right? And at this point, it's time to oust Tottenham Hotspur because Leicester are part of a group, not genuinely, like genuinely. Oh, no, no, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. It's just, okay. oh, you've got to shoehorn somehow. Getting... Yeah, look, it's, no, it's, I, I was more, kind of my face was more of like Spurs on a top six side. Well, they, anyway. they claim it, right? Let's, let's, let's not hide yeah, behind the they, 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 top six. The, the, the they, they charge their fans as if they're the best team in the country, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we'll get on to the reason why they're, they're definitely not a, super, like a top six team anymore, potentially, uh, in a moment. But like, Leicester are one of, I think, the other five teams, the only other teams that have done it, but they have won the league title, the FA Cup, and, and well, not the FA Cup, but also the League Cup as well. And and I think it was, they were saying that it was this century. I don't know if they have won it this century, but anyway, they're one of those um, six teams that have. And the thing is that one of those league titles and one of those FA Cups have come in the last five years. Tottenham last won a major trophy in 1991. So... Argue it, whatever you will, Tottenham Hotspur fans. But the, the facts are the facts at this point, right? 
Um, the, so um, I, I'm happy for him. The, bringing on the uh, the owner or the son at the end yeah. uh, was was a really uh, was a lovely touch. That was. Um, yeah. I, I, I got. I was. I was got a little bit emotional over it. I, I won't lie to you. It was. Um, I think there's something about the occasion, the fans being back. Fans yeah. being back, the sound of the fans when the ball hit that net from Tillemans, that was like a shot of adrenaline, man. That was just mm. joy. That could have been Burnley scoring a scrappy goal. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't have mattered to me just being able to hear fans again. It, even um, like with the booing of Chilwell, it's a reminder. That's like that's what the opposition fans can do. Like yeah. they can ruffle a player a little bit with you know just being a bit vocal and it is yeah you're completely right Mike. Um, you've had your hand raised a few times though and was there anything else that you wanted to personally add? Uh, I don't remember now. Do you no. know <laughs> I don't really remember. Um, no, no, I, I just gonna just wanted to kind of I suppose reiterate. Um, I think yeah, Leicester clearly the the, the neutral favourites. You know the favourites of the neutral if they're watching the game. Um, and it's one of those things where I can kind of see Wood's point. You know, it's like disappointed that Chelsea lost, but at the same time, it's like no one really has a bad word to say about Leicester. Um, I don't like Brendan Rodgers, and I think he did his best to bottle this final. If I'm honest with you, um, mm-hmm. to a degree, mm. but um, yeah, really, really pleased with them. Um, like I said, the celebrations at the end were were lovely, and again, it was a trophy lift in front of fans, and that's. Um, that's the point of football. That's the absolute point of football. Um, I, I found the, I found the game fifty times more uh, engrossing um, to watch just because there was fans. I was yeah. engaged with it. I could. I, do you know what I mean? It just felt. You saw the emotion more as well, alive. Didn't you, on, there, on the, the emotion was there. Like when when it cuts to the crowd and like the, when they saw the scenes of celebration when the goal went in, it was just like, ah. A lot of you guys probably voted for Brexit, but I don't care. Oh, <laughs> Even um, the VAR decision as well, you could see the emotion on both sets yeah, of Yeah, man. Yeah. And like, and again, Woods mentioned the VAR. You know, it's a fucking a pubic hairs offside, is it, if you will. But again, it, the, the, at the moment, they decide to freeze the frame of the ball hitting the guy's foot. Like... And you watch it, and it's complete travesty. Like this, the technology isn't good enough to do this in the first place. Like it's utterly ridiculous. So, I, I, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm hard done by. I know, I know what you said about it's been the same all season. I would argue it hasn't, mm. um, because they. I guarantee you, they do not use the exact same moment the player kicks the ball in terms of the contact for every single decision. And there's quite a lot of fucking. Um, there's quite a lot of discrepancy between toe first touching ball and, you know, then you see some of the freeze frames when the ball is basically like, you know, engulfed, it's already off the floor sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, it's complete travesty. And that, that fine margins in football are massive. And the, the VAR implementation is absolutely a, a travesty. You um, do wonder with that, because what if it had been the other way, right? Say Chelsea winning 1 0 and Leicester equalised in the 89th minute with a goal and it's ruled out by VAR. You do wonder like, if everyone's so positive, let's say, about the, the use of it. I, I imagine that at full time um, in the studio, you've got a different response from certain pundits. And that's fine. That's fine. Because like, I, 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 I appreciate him having the emotion. Right? I, I, that's Bro, what football's about. And I have Bro, no you're, a fan, you're, a, you're a fan of a big, rich football club. Yeah. You're the heel in the situation, am. right? That's 
I've dealt with that my entire life. You know, yeah. not everyone hates Man United. It's what it is, you know, so that's exactly. the reality. It, 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 it was a day where it was everyone against the Super League team, right? That was very much upon, and it could have been any six of the Super League teams against anyone else. And it was always going to be a case of hope that the other team wins. And like I say, I think it was lovely that the owners owners uh, was able to be brought on and they share that moment. I think it was very poignant as well with everything going on in uh, with uh, distant owners, let's say, uh, certain mm. other football clubs that um, here's an owner that was there and was living that moment with his players. So, Bro, if Joel Glazer comes on the pitch and lifts a chest celebration, he's getting sniped. Like, the fact <laughs> is, is that like this guy comes on the pitch and it's a celebration. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Um, Lee, I'll do your job for you, son. Next topic. Okay, well, yeah, let's move on to the top four. How do you like apples? I do yeah. like it because a few days before that, which started off the, the whole procession of Woods feeling a bit negative, was the fact that Chelsea had it in their own hands to finish in the top four. And then they went and played Arsenal. And Arteta Ball got them. Ugh. Yeah. I know, I know, I know Woods, it's probably difficult to revisit, but we're going to have to revisit because it did. it's basically opened up the top four. Well, I say it's opened up, it's put it in Liverpool's hands. And well, then Liverpool that, that, at the that weekend was almost... someone else, mate. Someone else <laughs> fucked that one up on a Thursday. Fucking Manchester United had one job. <laughs> one job. And they, and they absolutely laid an egg, especially after basically resting everyone against Leicester. Manchester United, you know what? I'm wondering now if, if, if Ollie's basically being like, fuck Chelsea this whole time. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that, 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 Because last week he basically put out the reserves against Leicester and he didn't turn up with his squad on Thursday. So he basically gifted our two top four rivals to stiff Chelsea. In, but- in, in, in the defence here, like as soon as you have a, centre-back partnership I know yeah, Liverpool yeah, have got like a fucking yeah. eighth choice whatever but at least they've been playing like Lindelof and Bailey together oh is God. basically a fucking it's a, it's a bomb scare it's a fucking calamity event it's it, it's evacuate the town kind of stuff yeah. you know what I mean like for, for what it's worth in that dreadful. game dreadful and the, the goal the goal we conceded tonight like, have, did you, have you seen what's happened tonight against Fulham I saw it as one yes. Mate, Lindelof is 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 probably the worst defender I've ever seen he's weak he's he's weak he's Very. weak He's he's a lily livered fucking nothing player, right? Lily-livered. Like, get just get out, right? Get out of the of the club. I'm done with him. Done with him. But to be fair, not well, not just to put it all on Lindelof. I felt like Liverpool were up for the game more than they Man were United. Up for it. If that game had happened when it was meant to happen, would Maguire been playing? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck's sake. This is what I mean. Everything's conspiring in Liverpool's favour, including this weekend. I mean, again, it's, it's annoying as a Chelsea fan because you've had these neutral moments that are just beautiful because you have Leicester winning the FA Cup and that's a great moment, but you also have Alisson scoring a 94th minute winner to keep his team in top four contention. Alisson's been through an awful lot of shit this year, right? I, and yeah, and it, like on a personal on a level, personal level, fucking I mean. grats to that guy. I am going to take massive umbrage of you saying that neutrals like that, right? No, Liverpool fans like that, okay? All right, no one wants to see Liverpool fucking win games. Let's be clear about that. If I'm going to see them win a game in in that manner, you know, obviously being an Everton fan, I'm very much anti-Liverpool, but in the manner that they won the game, I I was like, wow, fair enough. You know, it's it's, it's it's Alex. Sure, but... I did, I took no joy from it at all. From a from a personal level, well done, Alison. I'm pleased for the guy. But the fact that it happened for Liverpool, and I'm going to have to watch that over well, and over this is the thing. and over and mm. over and over and, and over it. again. 
for the next fucking 50 years until I'm dead, right? I'm going to hear about this fucking goal, especially if they got top four, right? Yes, they are. And it's going to... Oh, it's gonna kill me. Like, why couldn't that happen to fucking like West Brom? Why, why couldn't someone? Like, why couldn't they score the winner with their goalkeeper? Fine, right? And it would be like, ah, oh, that's a funny thing. Oh, look, it's on fucking goals on Sunday. We'll have a funny little segment about VAR it. VAR found a, would have found a way to rule it out as well for what it's worth because that's some horse shit that West Brom's goal got disallowed. I just like honestly, it felt like the whole fucking weekend or the whole week has oh, yeah. just conspired. Inspired uh, against you, Chelsea. You, you think? Whoa, 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 You think it was horseshit? I don't think it was, should have been offside. No, the player just wasn't even interfering with Allison's. Really, was he? I feel like he's in his view, and I feel like he's a few no. yards out. When it when it when it got disallowed, I wasn't like that's that's a travesty. I thought, yeah, that's that's right. But in my opinion, I, don't know. I thought it was right. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that. Like I said, I may it's only speculation. I'd love to know what they would have done at the other end. You've been drinking that big Sam Kool Aid after these post match comments. <laughs> no, I'm being, no I, I didn't even see what he said. I'm being oh, serious he was though. I'm, I'm being serious about it. Like I, I genuinely think that there would have been a case had had Mo Salah scored that goal. That doesn't get disallowed. I saw. Uh, I was watching. I was scrolling through Twitter after the game, and I saw. Um, like it auto played the the after match video of Big Sam. I didn't have the volume on, but I could just see from the muted angry face how fucking angry he was. And I was like, <laughs> "Big old Big Sam, all angry and flustered." Yeah, you already relegated me. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Never back mind. back um, to the the Arsenal the Arsenal point. game the Arsenal yeah. game. So again, I ain't I ain't seen it. I didn't see what happened. Right. I heard that Michael, goal you didn't was... need to see it. Well, everything you've seen this season with Arsenal is how it played out. Or like, you know, kind of how it was against Man United in terms so of... So essentially, let me, let me predict it then, right? All right, Tommy T, T squared, yeah? Comes up to the old game and he's like, right, everyone knows how Arteta's going to play. Arsenal play anti-football. It's dog shit. It's horrendous. They will grind us down to their level and still lose. But we'll be fine, Right. Let's make Arsenal chase us. That should be the game plan. And let me guess, that didn't happen somehow. The game turned into a fucking sludge fest, and Arsenal jammed it. Is that is that is that correct? Pretty, Pretty much, much. They did. They they the goal. They. <laughs> I mean, the fucking goal. Ah, uh, yeah. That's that's a goal that will be played over a couple of moments because. Um, there's three people that are involved in the calamity and <laughs> Zuma, Jorginho and Kepa all conspired together just to have a moment which was a complete nightmare. Um, just to clarify, Mike, Arsenal... have you seen the goal? No, oh, no I haven't. The, the, this was why it's, it's, the, it's a jammy goal. It's, it's a gifted goal is what it is. It was a gifted. My, uh, sorry, Woods, I'll let you describe it, but yeah. <laughs> Zuma gets the ball on the left-hand side at centre-half. He has all the options and proceeds to wait and he's demanding sure. where, where are the options it's like, yeah, well, where, where am I meant to pass it to and there's literally there. clear options everywhere clear and eventually he just panics this pass into into Jorginho who has to basically first time it back to the goalkeeper the goalkeeper's come short to, to I think pick the ball off Zuma for a Kepa. start yeah Kepa's just, just to make it a little bit worse so he's not in near his goal Jorginho skewed this pass towards goal Kepa's now scrambling back to keep it from being an own goal keeps it out um, and then Abamian gets it, squares the ball to uh, Smith Rowe, who kicks the ball into his own standing leg, and it screws into the bottom corner. <laughs> and then Arsenal went, now we park the bus, and that was the game. Uh, we just we we suffered what you know. If Arsenal hit the front in football matches, um, 
they do tend it's a big to, if to be fair it's a big if a lot of things have to align happen. for them to score a goal but when first. it does happen they are difficult to play against uh, Chelsea again wasted moments there was moments where uh, maybe unfortunate with decisions uh, again um, there was a handball shout certainly um, which what, uh, um, I'm sorry I have to interrupt have you seen the Manchester City score no it's 3-2 to Brighton Man City have got 10 men Cancelo yeah, got sent off. Can off after 10 minutes and I was like I, the last time I looked at it it was 1-0 to City and now randomly Brighton City were 2 up as well and then what Trossard the Webster and Byrne have all scored in 20 minutes yeah, good old Trossard mate incredible but um, yeah it was two, two it was the, the performance against Arsenal was basically very similar to the performance at the cup final performances which you can certainly make the argument that Chelsea were the better team but they just struggle against teams which make it difficult to play against. We, do, we don't have a player that has a key, right? I just Jorginho was meant to have a key. No, look, I mean, Jorginho... I thought Havertz is meant to have a key. That's what, these well, look, if you ask him what Havertz does, I, 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 I couldn't explain it. He looks great. Like, he's very elegant to watch. <laughs> right? he's, he's very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> But I don't know what he does like great, if that makes sense. This if you said I, what's the his... same question I make about Kofisic as well. Yeah, COVID doesn't have much end product. Uh, we have missed him for what it's worth in the midfield because we just don't progress the ball forward from midfield at all without him. Is Havertz the opposite of Thomas Muller, who looks dreadful in everything he does, but has <laughs> the ultimate end product? There's a good chance that that is a very good point. I think it could be. Like, I honestly don't know what to do with Kai Havertz. I, that's like the biggest headache that Tuchel, if he does keep the job next year, uh, will have in dealing with. Right. I, heard he was, well, I heard he was playing pretty well as a, uh, as a, as a, as like a shadow a false striker, false yeah. nine. Kind why of. Is yeah. it, well, two questions. Why is he not keeping his job for, what's that all about? Look, I, I, don't, I don't know, but if he doesn't finish top four and, but was a second give, final. Give me some Chelsea rumours, mate. Give me some. Give me some un, some whispers. Yeah, I want to hear it. That's ridiculous. I, look, don't fucking shoot me. I'm only f- basically reading about it. But there, there is, it's been put into the ether now. There, there's obviously other rumours that he's been offered a two-year contract. Um, I, I don't understand where we'd go if we didn't stick with Tuchel. I think where you'd probably have to go, and I think it's the direction that all non-Chelsea fans want to see, is the. Lampard back at the helm, however, but with but with the help of JT yeah, as he, as his number two, <laughs> or maybe the double act. You remember how Liverpool had uh, Julian and Evans, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that worked really du- well. They had the double act that worked incredibly well. Why we want a JT lamps try like double act on the sidelines? To take, it, take it back to some realism. Can I just understand the the contract situation? Mm. <laughs> I, I know. Don't get me wrong, Mark. I would love it. But it's not going to happen. Is Tuchel only on a six-month contract? Yeah, with a view to a, a year that's, extension. That's crazy. I didn't realise yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. To be, to be honest with you, I, I knew that. I didn't think. I don't think it's crazy considering Tuchel has a really, really, really horrible reputation in world football for being a bastard to work with. Mm. Like he falls out everywhere he goes. Um, it's. Touch and go wherever he gets the players on side. Look, he's a great manager, but you can tell by the t- on the touchline, he's insane, right? He's absolutely fucking insane. Um, I'm I think it was a, I, I, th- I think it was a shrewd move by Chelsea, to be honest with you. They got a, a guy in who is tactically world class manager, I, in my opinion. I think he's, he's he knows mm-hmm. his onions, but 
He's a guy that is um, volatile. I think it's been proven everywhere he's been. And I think it's a good move from Chelsea to bring him in short-term deal. Let's see how you do. You've just been, you've just been let go, relieved of your duties from PSG. Um, there isn't exactly a queue of clubs lining up to take you now because you couldn't win it all with PSG. Um, I'm, sur- I'm just surprised he agreed to it. That's all. I, I think I've said this before about the Chelsea job. It's a job that's worth taking a risk on. That's why other managers always do take it on because the opportunity is to have an owner that will financially back you. Le funds. And this, I think he probably looked at the situation. He's like, this squad, I've already said multiple times, I think in terms of the quality of depth, there aren't many better in the league. And I think he probably looked at this and went, yeah, I could get this. And I think I could work with this. Do you know what? And, and, and also it's the Premier League. Let's be clear yeah, about absolutely. it. Who else, you, who else would he join in the Premier League? Because United ain't getting rid of Solskjaer for love no money. Why, why would you go to fucking Arsenal? Why would you go to Spurs? They've got no money. Liverpool ain't getting rid of Klopp anytime soon. Man City's not getting rid of Guardiola anytime soon. The best club for him to go to is Chelsea uh, if he wants to go to the Premier League, where you play in the Premier League, you manage a top team in the Premier League, your profile in world football grows exponentially. Exponentially. League, uh, no one fucking watches that around the world other than fucking French people. But the Premier League is watched worldwide everyone watches it his profile has been raised considerably off the back of this the, re- the reason why I'm just a little bit flabbergasted by it all is just because it takes me back down to when Everton were going for Big Sam and we were like we're just bring him in for six months and he wouldn't agree to it and so we ended up having to give him a two and a half year contract <laughs> for Big Sam and I just thought I to show, I thought he was just, you know, he would have been like, well, no, I'm, I'm the same, you know. I, 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 if you're going to take, if you're going to take a gamble with me, you take a, a proper gamble. You don't give me a six month contract. You give me at least like eighteen months. I'm just, that's why I was just a little bit. I, I just generally didn't know about it, you know. And this makes the big Sam Everton thing just even more embarrassing. The fact that you know the likes of Chelsea can get in a world class manager and stick him on a six month contract to see how he does. Yeah, yeah, I think I, th- I, th- I feel that you might be pinpointing the differences between Chelsea and Everton as it stands. The thing is, as well, Roman Abramovich doesn't really care about money. He's got money to throw. So usually, I think he's probably fed up with sacking managers and paying them not to work yeah, for him. Yeah, but he, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Conte, after, I think Conte, Conte cost Conte. a Conte. lot, mate, a lot. <laughs> like he got sued, and I think he basically double dipped on his money somewhat. I think it was like something like thirty million plus that Conte got paid for being sacked by Chelsea. So, okay. yeah, I think that there's an element of that, which is why the contracts have changed. But look, I get why a manager would take the job, right? I've already, I yeah, think that too. there's an owner that only cares about winning. If you're a manager and a top-level manager, having an owner that's obsessive about winning and willing to basically financially back you to go do it. If you win at Chelsea, your job security is fine. And that's, how I guess, how some people can deal with, right? Certainly, until, it, until the next season. Yeah, in, in, until, until you struggle and then you get the bullet at Christmas. Um, but on the top four race, right, we're well, down see, to three. Well, 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 Let, let's get back to it. We, we, we're down to three. And as it stands, tonight's football match, which I'm not watching and I don't want to know anything about. Um, is sure? Com- yeah, absolutely. It's completely crucial to everything that's going on because I think Liverpool now, it's all in their hands um, because of this football match tonight. Uh, Liverpool, I think I've got Burnley away at some point this week, maybe tomorrow. Um, and they finish with... Palace at Palace home. Palace at home. So... Burnley away ain't no joke on a midweek. Fans are back, right? That's not an easy football match, but I am willing to basically say that Liverpool win that football match, which basically means tonight's football match between Chelsea and Leicester is 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 
loser goes home. Well, you say that, uh, Woods, though. They did make a big, big, like, sort of hash of it almost against West Brom, a team that's already relegated. Yeah. And yeah, I would say that I, they I'm, were convincing I'm, winners. It's not, they had... I'm still erring on the side of the fact that I, I, I fancy Liverpool to run the table from here. I did after they beat United. I felt that the the wind of momentum was going to carry them across the line. Um, and that this football match now, admittedly, um, Leicester have got to beat Spurs at the weekend as well. And uh, Spurs have football to play for because they want to be playing Europa League football. So they have to get a result probably from that football match. So that's and not going to be playing, a pushover. You're playing Aston Villa, which is they're pretty much their season's done. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're on the beach, aren't they? Yeah. So. So you like to think that you still you're still in the pole position. If we if we lose tonight, oh, if you lose tonight, no. then yeah. But if it, if it's draw or win, it's it's basically you and Liverpool. Draw puts you in a really tough spot for Chelsea. It does just because of the the differences in position. It, it does rely on Tottenham doing Chelsea a favour, and I don't think you really want to go into the last day of the season with that being the case. So it's a real tough spot for Chelsea. It is. Is that uh, in terms of is... goal difference you're referring to? Then? <sighs> A goal difference is pretty close, I think, between. All oh, right, so no, oh, right, so sorry, yeah, it's the two points. It's, it's the points because Leicester are, mm. are ahead. Well, I much prefer your lineup this evening. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's actually playing the players that should have been playing at the weekend, so that that's a positive. Uh, do you, and you know, do you know anything about this game so far? No. Can I tell you one thing? Only good news, because otherwise I'm going to want to die. So <laughs> it's not. It's nothing to do with the score. Okay, but it's not good news. Kante was uh, Kante asked to be subbed after 30 minutes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, the, uh, this with. is what I was going to mention as well. Then, obviously, uh, with this with this game that you've got at the weekend, it's not like you can then sort of rest up for the Champions League final either. In terms of rotation, uh, you, I mean, you're going to fuck go the Champions League final without Kante, mate. If he's seriously hurt, we're fucked. So uh, that doesn't matter. Okay. Well, Man City are losing to Brighton, mate. So yeah, but well, this is the I, thing. I, both teams had the momentum. Arguably, Chelsea definitely more, and you, they're both kind of fizzling it out a little bit. Man City, you can argue because obviously they've got the title in the bag, and so you know they made a big meal out of playing Newcastle the other day, <laughs> and now Brighton conceding goals like what three goals against Newcastle, three goals against Brighton. That's not that's just not great. No, no, but I, I don't read too much into City's form. I, they, they've literally yeah. got nothing to play for, so I, I'm not concerned by that. I think when Pep Guardiola's lost one cup final in his career as a manager, one. Yeah, and he's always and he's always managed the best team in the country every time, which he still will be when he takes his team to the field at the end of May. So it's nothing changes to me. City are heavy, heavy favourites against Chelsea, and um, I think City will win that that game, which. Yeah, that's that's why it's going to suck. I, I kind of think we're going to end up losing two cup finals, and the cherry on the top will be playing Europa League football next year. But you know that is what it is. Okay. Like Liverpool for me are in right. That's that is what I'm saying. I think Liverpool are in. I think that everything is conspiring in their favour. The fact that Allison scored a 94th minute winner. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I just I just think that things would just break their way. I just really do. Uh, it's on Chelsea and Leicester for allowing them back in for what it's worth. That that both of them have had some iffy results in the running that's that's allowed this slip to kind of to happen um but yeah that's where we are I, th- I think Leicester will probably do enough to get over the line as well yeah, okay well we'll see how it plays out we've obviously you mentioned City we've mentioned Tottenham and we've mentioned we haven't mentioned Harry Kane so let's bring him into the fold because obviously there's come out today that he has put in a, a allegedly put in a transfer request I haven't read in too much into it because 
transfer request prediction sagas you know it doesn't flow my boat but however i know it gets your boys juices running so to speak so you know it, 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 that's because you've been hurt mate you've been hurt You're well still the raquel, raquel days <laughs> yeah it does hurt but um as I said, I think I don't know if it was last week or the week before because we do seem to talk about these transfer sagas and in particular Haaland and Kane quite a bit. I just can't see Daniel Levy allowing it to happen. He's got three years on his contract still. He's got a stadium to pay uh, to pay off. I just don't see it. I can see him buckling down, and I don't think he'll care if Kane's unhappy because I think he know that Kane will still play and score goals. So two things. Sorry, I thought you'd finish. No, go on. Apologies. Your cadence threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> um, two things from my end on this. My two immediate thoughts on this is that first thing is that a lot of the um, a lot of Spurs fans that I've seen online, they are saying that as Spurs fans, they don't want they don't want to see him leave. As Kane fans, they don't mind if he leaves because he deserves better than this fucking club. They deserve better than. Um, than Daniel Levy. Um, well, do Spurs fans run the football club? Sorry to come in there and retort, but you know. Say that again? Do Spurs fans run the football club? No. Daniel Levy runs the football club. No, no. Daniel Levy's the guy that... But, 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 right, so... Like, this is... I suppose this is some of the issue with it, right? Harry Kane has... He's never fit, right? He's the guy that comes on for 15 minutes at, when they were already winning 6-0. Do you know what I mean? That literally happened. Um... He's the guy. Like, the, 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 the Spurs. That Spurs team is chronically underinvested over the years. Okay, you've got. Did you hear about um, Vertonghen? No. no. Right. So Vertonghen got a concussion. Do you remember him getting a concussion? No. No. When did that happen? Right. Uh, he got. He got uh, last season at Spurs uh, that he had there. He got a concussion at some point in the season. And then for the basically the rest of the season, he looked played like he was pissed. Like he literally was, he went, his form dropped off a fucking cliff. And he'd come out and said after, he's come out after and said basically, yeah, I was forced to play. Um, and I shouldn't have been because I think I had a concussion. Uh, Kieran Trippier has come out and said recently that um, he was basically injured the entire time he was at Spurs and he was forced to play against his wishes. Um because and it's basically fucked him. Like he's in pain all the time because of it. Um, there's an issue with this Spurs team, and I think it's something happening to Harry Kane. You hear a lot, but a lot of times Harry wants to play. Harry wants to play. Harry wants to play. Bullshit. You shouldn't. For anyone can see that he should be playing. Daniel Levy has run this fucking squad, these players, and Harry Kane into dust, into the ground. Okay, and it's Daniel Levy's fault that this is now happening. It's Daniel Levy's fault that his best player and biggest asset wants to go because he's basically gone, fuck you, Harry Kane. I'm going to give you a six-year deal. Do you remember when Harry Kane signed a six-year deal? I do, and he said he that was to win trophies. That was dumb, right? It was incredibly dumb on Harry Kane's it part really to sign a six-year fucking deal. Utterly, utterly ridiculous. But Daniel Levy, I think he's got a lot to answer for because... The whole, uh, the ESL stuff, right? Shambles, right? Absolute shambles. Right now, Spurs fans are have to pay, for the first game back, they've got to pay the most in the league, right? To, to, to watch Spurs play. Where are Spurs in the, in the table? Can anyone answer me? Sixth? Fifth? Sixth? No, sixth. Liverpool fifth, they're sixth, aren't they? 
Why, 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 we, why is the sixth best team in the league the most expensive team to go watch play football? Got a stadium to pay for. Got a stadium to pay for, right? All right, so tying down Harry Kane for six years. Do you think that was because they wanted him to win trophies? No, it's because his, I mean, his value holds mm-hmm. for as long as possible. Not investing in the squad forever. Saving as much money as humanly possible. Fuck Daniel Levy. He's an absolute parasite. I hate the guy. And it's his fault. It's his fault this is happening now. It's his fault that Harry Kane wants to go. Whether someone's going to be able to pry that money out of his cold, dead fingers is another matter altogether. Um, well, this is what I'm saying, though. Everything that you've said so far says to me that he's not going. And this, well, is, and this is the issue. This is, this is the problem. Because I, I kind of... Sorry, Woods. I kind of sit there and I think... It makes sense for everyone because I'm oh. like I said I'm getting the, I'm getting it from Spurs fans that they don't you know they kind of it's going to suck for them it's like kind of you know it's going to suck for them a blind man can see it Stevie Wonder can they get see it. it that you know he they needs to it. move on they get it mm. you know he's given him the best years of his fucking career and he's been let down horrendously by that club he's been let down horrendously by that club I just don't see him going. I don't think he's got a bastard agent that's going to push it through. I don't think bastard agent is the reason he's stuck. Yeah. How, exactly. how the hell do you sign a six-year contract um, at that does. club, right? That, that That's killed him. Because if he'd have signed a four-year contract, he'd have a year left on it at, the, at 27 years old, and he's basically getting his move or he's getting a fucking huge payday. It's one or the other, right? Can I, um, can I sure as shit hope that he has got some sort of clause in that deal somewhere. Well, allegedly um, there's not there's no get out clause can I literally just come back again though just when he hmm. did sign that contract I know what you're gonna I know what your feelings on Spurs but at the time he signed that contract they've got Pochettino they're on the up you can understand maybe from Kane's perspective he's like you know I there's a sniff that he could like you know potentially start winning trophies or that Tottenham were going to start you know competing for the title I know looking now we can go in hindsight Six that's years. ridiculous I don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily blame Kane so much, but anyone, you do not sign a six-year fucking deal. You do not sign a... Unless you're fucking playing for Barcelona and Lionel Messi was your teammate, you ain't signing six well, years anywhere. Do you not think anywhere. he was just being naive? Ridic- just being a Tottenham he boy? He was naive. He was naive, but Daniel Levy played him like a fiddle. Mm. And Daniel Levy's the one that's basically ruined his career. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Levy... Um, it's all Daniel Levy's fault. You're 100 right, and we're missing one key point: is that he sacked Pochettino and brought in Jose Mourinho. Right, that's mm. that's ultimately what's led us to this exact point right now. Uh, is 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 that that decision was made, and he's taken Tottenham back, back, back. Right. Um, I think it's it's going to be difficult. It's going to be really difficult. What I would say is that there there will be a number. Right, is Daniel Levy? There will be a number. I don't think there'll be a number for Chelsea. Um, because it's the rivalry and I think there's probably some uh, well you just look back at Luka Modric right Chelsea offered time and time and time again for Luka Modric they kept saying no and then took a massive loss in terms of what they could have got from Chelsea to sell him to Real Madrid Um, isn't Willian part of this uh, there's probably the there's probably something to that, yeah, because obviously Chelsea took Willian from from Tottenham um, at the time uh, in terms of like he did a medical there and then he signed for Chelsea. Um, so you're looking at the two Manchester clubs. I just don't think that United are in the market for a striker this summer. I think that United are probably looking more at getting the Sancho deal done soon, and it seems that everything's trending that way. 
and getting that midfield sorted, right? Because hey man, we got we got Cavani, man. We don't need a striker. Exactly, man. exactly. Like Cavani is ageless. He's only thirty three anyway. So you run him again, and then at the end of that, you, you're probably hoping that Mason's ready, right? Greenwood can can come in and start playing more frequently in the middle because you've got Sancho, a natural right winger, finally, or a natural winger, period, right, to be able to play on the flank, so Greenwood doesn't have to fill that role. So that leaves you a Man City, who have notoriously never paid. Like big, big, big money we're talking about. They've always spent 50, 60 million pounds on players, not 100 million pounds or whatever it would take. Now, admittedly, if Kane did go to Man City, uh, they'd run the fucking league, right? That he is a, a perfect foil for Pep, right? We've said it. Yep. He's the perfect player for that system. He's the perfect player for that team. And that they, they, he, he would fill his boots and break that sheer record, and he'd also fill his trophy cabinet. It's the ideal situation for him. Now, I do wonder, with all this coming out now, if he's been told that there's concrete interest in terms of, we've got the cash, we want you now, Harry, from Man City, for him to be able to kind of start pressing this. And it does come down to him at the end of the day. He's the one that's going to have to push, right? If he wants to go play somewhere else next summer, or next season, if he wants to go... He's the one that has to make the work. He has to make it basically to a point where keeping him is just Not impossible, much. right? Well, apparently he was um, doing this with the England camp at the last set. Like, that's the rumours, right? Mm. That he was asking what it's like to live up there. Um, and I have to believe that Man City, someone's spoken to his agent and said, yeah, we, we want you. We want to get this done, we, but we need there, you to push. There's a reason why Man City are very happy to see the back of Sergio Aguero and his wages. Yeah. There's a reason why they're not panicking over the fact that all they've got is Jesus and they're playing Fer and Torres up front. Um, I, I think it's done. I, well, I, I can't see him going in one, in one hand, Joanne, yeah. because of the reasons you said. Man City don't pay that money for players. They pay 30, 40, 50, it's 60 million pounds. It's going to happen at some point though, surely. Uh, is it? We've just, we're just we're in COVID. We're, we're in a pandemic. Are they really going to go and... Because I, 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 Kane is not moving for less than 140, 150. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, it's going to be... It's going to be an earth-shattering amount of money. So, I, my, my guess is that they may well try to bring that price down by offering maybe Gabby Jesus as part of said deal, right? That's, Poor Gabby Jesus. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Poor pal. bastard. Uh, off you go. I mean, that, that, you, the thing with those deals is you've got to convince the player leaving Man City that he wants to. He might just dig his heels and go, hey, no fucking way I'm going there. Um, so but Dan, does Daniel Levy go just flat out refuse 150 million quid? No way. No way. Not with COVID. Not with the amount of money they've lost. They've lost so much money, right? That stadium, they need to pay it off. Um, but the problem is, if Kane goes, Son ain't far behind him. He ain't signing the deal. No. Right, unless it's a huge deal. That's that's the key. He's, his wages all of a sudden shoot up. And then they've got the additional problem, which is, how do you get a manager? If you're still kind of wanting one of the top managers, right, how are you going to tell him to come in if you've literally got rid of your best asset? That's really what the kicker is here. And that's why probably Tottenham are really unhappy with how this has come out now, is because they haven't got their new manager sorted. And now the new manager's first job is, uh, can you go kind of keep Harry happy? And ha- they'll go, oh, hi, Harry, I'm the new manager here. Um, would you like to stay? And he's going to go, no. No, I do not want to stay here. I want to go play for Manchester City next season. And I'm quite happy to allow my body to recover for the next month um, until you're going to allow me to leave. 
He's going to have to push it. Is it like, in his characteristics, and, though, to be that sort of guy? To push it, come it. on, guys. Let's go fucking beat him. Come on. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We don't know what Harry Kane can be like, right? We, we're going we're gonna to find out a lot about him. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. But like in terms of other deals, we already touched on I think Sancho to United's done. I think that Speaking deal of is Sancho, going to... he scored a couple, didn't he, in the cup final? He did. He's, he's had an excellent season after everyone, for some reason, was writing him off, which was just bizarre. He's been exceptional when he's played. No one basically ain't going to the Euros, according to all of the pundits, right? It's, it's mad, isn't it? I don't understand how you can basically kind of go, this is my best level or best squad, and Sancho not in it. Like, I don't get... how No one, no one that watches football goes, uh, Sterling's better than Sancho. Like, no one says that if you actually watch it, um, other than the pundits. But um, I, I sure as shit hope he goes to the Euros. Um, like, it, it, should, it, it should be a sackable offence on the spot if Southgate doesn't take him, because he's been incredible for that team. Like, Care, you just... Careful, 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 right? Liverpool fans have already got their knickers in a bunch over at Trent. Yeah. I mean, that's a well, apparently he's not right? going as well, but like we've spoken about that extent, they, they, yeah. there's there's rationale there. There's zero rationale about Sancho. There's none that makes sense. Um, the, the, you could make maybe make the argument that he's never really shown out for England in an England shirt. That's the one I guess some people will try. But like you look at the difference between Haaland with and without Sancho this season, and it tells you how important Jaden Sancho is. And I, I I said it last summer. I still stand by it. If Sancho goes to Manchester United, it makes some immediate candidates uh, or, or contenders for the for the title, like legitimate ones, not like always oh, second place. I mean, it's a title challenge all the way next su- season, unless Kane ends up at Man City, in which case uh, all bets are off, right? I think they're just going to fuck off into the distance probably without serious injuries uh, throughout their massively. Kane always gets sport. injured. He does. Well, but that by, is the, true. by the account, all accounts, though, you're saying all these Spurs players get injured and have to play. Sounds like that's what Harry Kane is having to do. And so if he has a, like, a re- responsible manager, right, your ankle's gone, that's it. You actually are going to rest it. You ain't coming yeah. back until I say you're ready. And therefore, he'll be like man-managed a lot better in terms of his health than what he was at Tottenham. Where that's obviously good he's good point. heavily relied upon as well. It's a good point. I don't think, I think there is a degree of like, like it doesn't help that he had Mourinho as manager, the guy who's basically like play. Like mm. you're playing, you, you're not doing it. I remember was it? I think it was a Chris Smalling had broken his toe. Yes, and, um, yeah. Mourinho was like, no, no, he's just he's no, he's soft. It's like he's got a broken toe, man. Like footballers are on their toes quite a lot as it happens. It you know, to, it's you like, have to run on them, right? You have to run on them. I've heard. Um, Yes, yeah, so, but Kane under Mourinho is probably not the best idea because Kane wants to play Mourinho. You saw in the documentary play. You saw in that? the documentary how fuming he was with his fitness team when they said, "Yeah, he's not ready." Like he could see that he was like, "No, no, no, no! I'll tell you when he's ready." This this guy's kind of like like Son's got his arm in a sling. And he's like, yeah, he can't play. And you can see, can we... Not, didn't he even say, like, can we not get a cast or something so he can play? Like, this is this is the thing with Jose Mourinho, right? And it's, it's, he's definitely run that squad into the ground. But they're in a bizarre, like, terrible situation. In terms of other players, I've not really heard too much about Chelsea, to be honest. I haven't. I think that there's just too much flux at the moment with their end of season for transfer talk to even be kicking off, right? I just don't I think they'll regret... Um, their signings in the wide positions that's basically left them with no need there to allow Sancho to go to Manchester United unopposed. I think they'll regret that long term. Um, Arsenal, there's a lot of talk that. Uh, <laughs> no, I know, we, we, we got that talk again. Why are we we going got down that the talk Arsenal that. Route? Well, because we have to, right? Very we have quickly, to. Then. 
there's a lot of talk about uh, players, uh, well, funds being made available by Kroenke. They're going, they're going to go big as an apology, right? And Jack Grealish is the <laughs> obvious choice. <laughs> I know Devon Louise isn't being renewed a contract, so maybe that frees up some funds. Willian's going wages. as well. Apparently, Willian's done as well. He's getting rid of both of those players. Um, Jack Grealish, come on, if he'd be a fool. okay, okay, okay. I'm going to ask you now. Where should Jack Grealish go then? Genuine, genuine question, right? Um, is he, he, he going to see regular game time at City? It depends what they, they do, right? There, it depends what they do. But on paper, you're kind of looking at going, Myra Sterling, Foden, probably all playing ahead of him, right? I take him at United. Yeah, but he's not probably going to. In all reality, he if you get Sancho, you're not getting Grealish as well. Yeah. And to be fair. If Grealish plays more on the left, we have Pogba and Rashford and yeah. Martial who all play there. Basically. So he's probably not going to United. He's not going to Chelsea because we've already touched on the fact that they've got players in that position, be it if they're good enough or not, is irrelevant. Um, Liverpool. Now, Liverpool's an interesting choice, isn't it, right? Um, I think he'd be pretty good in that team. But Liverpool aren't going to pay the money because they've never paid the money. They need to offload some of their players. They're not going to offload any of their players. We've already touched on it because no one's going to pay the money. So I don't believe he's going to to Liverpool. Um, Kane so goes to Man City. Levy's going to go all out for Grealish. And that might be it, right? It, it might be a battle of North London to go get Jack Grealish. But my understanding with Jack Grealish is that he's interested in Arsenal. I don't think... I, 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 if... if if Spurs sell Harry Kane for hundred and fifty million pounds, you will see Levy invest twenty million of those pounds. <laughs> he's got to stay or you'll to go hundred million split over five. <laughs> he's gonna pocket. He, he's gonna pocket them funds, bro. He's gonna pocket mm. the funds. Um, look, I, I get what you're saying, Woods. I mean, look, if if I'm if I'm Jack Grealish, the only thing I'd be worried about is is the classic thing. Like, if you're meeting the manager, I want to know that if I'm Jack Grealish, you're gonna play me properly. My best. You've right. got good plans for me and Arteta's going to say yeah so what I really want you to be able to do is track back endlessly your think of your position as on the edge of your own box yeah think about that how do you like them apples you know what I mean like no like Jack Grealish can say what what's this I get more freedom at Villa I mean he'll never get any more freedom than he gets at Villa for what it's worth it will come down to to what Jack wants to do right I think he's going to have to, I don't know if there's any, even an agreement in place which would allow him to to leave to any go, club or if it's... Is go it Everton. I, 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 I was sitting Hammers. here thinking, could he come to Everton? But apparently, by all accounts, I know you're saying financial fair play isn't a thing anymore, but we've got some bad-looking accounts over the last couple of years. Uh, so I feel like we probably will be ruling ourselves out of that one. Everton have got a really interesting summer ahead because it has been a disappointing season. Uh, there's no two mm. ways to... look. It's been disappointing. It's just... At times... They've had moments, right? They've beaten some teams and we spoke about it. We did talk about it, that they've, they've sort of got monkeys off their back in, in big spots, like long-term uh, games where they haven't won, I think, at um, Anfield and at... Well, it was Double Arsenal, Arsenal right? It was Arsenal, yeah. So that there are those moments, but uh, it's just tinged with Mate, dog shit so- football and dreadful results. Um, I'm telling you now, Mate, we, we said it. Dog- Sorry, Lee. I'm cutting you no, off. No, 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 I'm cutting you off. Right? We said it, right? Unfortunately for Everton, the we we all knew before this season, thanks to your summer signings, like right, great core, really good. Outside of that, horrendous. Fortunately for Everton, what's happened is is that you've had to injuries, scheduling, 
hasn't been kind to you. you the worst case scenario has happened where you've had to rely on your squad more than you wanted to and it's shown it and the problem is you've now at a point where you're you've got a lot of those squad play you've got a lot of those good players back now you know you, you, you're not you uh, who's injured right now of like your big players um no no i don't think anyone major like james has been out for a couple of weeks but he came back the other day but but what I'm saying is like you're at Alan, a point now where I think Decore's only I think come back. But I think momentum, a mixture of players that have been playing in this bad patch, momentum's been stifled from them because, and then players that have been now returning from injury are coming into a stifled team where momentum is halted. Themselves. Looking rusty themselves. I think you've just had a really, really unfortunate season in terms of that stuff. I tell you, I tell you, um, I would still be positive for next season. Uh, I'll be very intrigued to see what you do in the in the window. But I, I'm not. Look, this season is a bit shit. Absolutely, it's shit. But I think it's because you've literally had you some you rolled the dice with it in terms of the squad, and unfortunately, you've got snake eyes come up, and you're like, "Fuck, I've got to play." gubbins for a lot more more than i needed to i'll tell you what um i think crucially as well is there's a distinct lack of pace through through the team especially in the middle whether it be gomez alan decore is more of a box to box but i wouldn't say he's renowned for his you know out and out pace this is yeah this is a distinct lack of it going going on um that's why there's the, the quick transitions just don't exist within our football club uh which is why teams, especially at Goodison, why we've got a wretched home record, is because teams can sit back and go, "Well, you ain't gonna, you know, you can come on to us." That's why when we're away, when we're, you know, we can counter a little bit more, or the, you know, we're not, even, you know, expected to to come and take it to the teams. We're in a better position when we're actually asked to to play around teams. We we just don't have the imagination and the, and the pace and the guile to do that. Once, especially with you, honestly, Hamez, you take him out of the equation, and we are like rudderless. I feel there's two there's two things that always come at me when I watch Everson play, um, and certainly over the last few months after, I just it screams at me every time. It feels like you're most dangerous from set pieces by a mile, by an absolute well, mile. I feel like all season. I feel like you only score corners. Mm. Like that's how you score goals. Secondly, from open play, Calvert Lewin. It's very telling that he's got no assist this season. Yeah, it's very telling. Richarlison, guy... um, also, I chuck into the mix as well. And I know you're not you're a bit sceptical on Richarlison. He's he's very he's, he's very hit and miss, and sometimes his uh, decision making is, is is pretty woeful. Um, who I'd like to see, I, f- I feel like we should go all out again for Zaha. He's, he's 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 coming towards the end of his contract. I think he's going into his last year now at Palace. Palace is Roy's, Palace. R- R- Roy announced he's retired today. Exactly. Like, like, like it's perfect go and time get for him. him. Go and get him and actually add some flair and got and pace to to that to that team and some. That's so different. Got, and the thing is, they've got they've got Easy E as well. Like he, it's not like they're going to leave Zaha and then Crystal Palace. Like oh, we've got now got nothing. Mm. You know they've got Easy E. He's probably going to. He's a de- he's had a decent season. Maybe gone off the boil second half, but Played he's shown well, something it? about him. Did he? Yeah, very, very well. Oh, there you go. Wait a minute. Ben Tegas got a powering header the other day. Let's not, let's not <laughs> judge it all in one game. Eh? But so I feel like, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is where, I think this is where the time for Zaha to go. And Everton's prime. 
Okay. Yeah, it feels like a good spot in, in many ways. I'm sure he'd be hoping for not to be a thing. I'm sure he'd prefer a team that are a bit further up. Um, well, he's a probably other maybe. option would be someone like an Arsenal or even a Spurs. Yeah, I, I think that Arsenal will go a different direction. I think they'll go younger. I think that they've... Um, Arteta's they, probably... makeup, isn't it, what he likes in the team? Yeah, I think... I mean, the thing with um, with a young manager like Arteta, sometimes having those um, more veteran players can actually be a detrimental thing to mm. the team, to what he's trying to do. Young players are probably more malleable. Um, However, it's a detriment to the young players not having veterans in the squad and team, though. There's certainly an element of that. You need leadership in there, right? Otherwise, you need uh, you, you'd say you say rudderless. Um, they're, they're, I, but then there's good leaders and bad leaders. I just don't think Arsenal have good leaders. What's well, the really thing bad. they've got? Their vets are David Luiz. David Luiz, that. Granite Xhaka, Aubameyang. Um, you know, it's um, scream at your leadership. It's, it's it? not the kind of leadership that you want, is it? So I think that they 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 need to kind of probably go and find a guy. That Fabian Delph. Oh God. There's another one in the middle of the park that I forgot. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, is it? I, I don't want to invite the conversation. Is there any more transfers that you want to re- speak about? I mean, it's, it's, it's very quiet at the moment. Um, I, I guess because the season's still ongoing. Um, COVID. We're going to have a very short window going into the European Championships after this. Uh, and then there'll be a month or so after. We're still pandemic football um it's going to be interesting to see what stuff does get done um i think that Manchester united are probably primed because of their finances to be able to go and get the stuff done early i i'll be interested to see if they if they can try and you know there's obviously a lot of links with declan rice isn't there that's going to be uh, an interesting one if they can kind of get that done in their midfield um and obviously a center half Centre-half's key there. We, we touched on Lindelof. He's garbage. Uh, Eric Bay uh, is too injury-prone, and even when he's on the pitch, sometimes a little bit too erratic. Rash. Yeah. They they need to go and find a centre-half partner for Maguire to to really kind of kick on next season. They, they, you kind of got those three spots, which is why I just don't think United can go and... Unless... Unless the Glazers are like, look at us, we're the good guys. He's three hundred million to spend this summer to go get Kane as well. That's why they're not going to be in the Kane sweepstakes. Um, it will be Sancho, a centre half, and then address that midfield uh, to see if they can get someone in there. That, that's what I want to see. I want to see, yeah, a Sancho centre half and a centre midfielder. That's exactly that is one hundred percent what I want to see. Um, it's, it's very clear. That's the thing with Manchester United. I kind of feel like they got most other things right at the moment it's, 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 I don't know if that's by uh, by plan or by by chance but it feels like that it's annoying we kind of said it last year that's the thing it's, it's about doing it getting Sancho getting a centre half partner it's, 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 it was clear last year that they needed that they didn't get it done but they did bring in um, Cavani um, I'm trying to think who else they brought in last summer I'm, I'm missing players here aren't I Fucking Donny van der Beek, Jesus! Ooh, Ooh let's let's say about that. I think the best. Yeah, but like, let, let, let's see if they actually. I think they're going to get Sancho because I think Dortmund are willing sellers this summer. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think that's why it gets done, and I think it gets done before the championship start. Hmm. Well, that's another thing that you've got to nice. consider as well as the championship. You know, teams mm-hmm. should theoretically want to get the business done before. And this is the key, my friends. Who is going to be this year's Carol Paborski? Yeah. Can't wait. Mm. Can't wait. All right, um, let's skim through the predictions. I'm not going to include 
the midweek games. I'm just going to go straight into He's the weekend. Fix it to the last weekend, the final the final weekend of the season. There, mm. all on a Sunday. Fans are back. Sunday, four o'clock. Yep. So yeah, shall I, shall I hit them? Hit us off. Smash for it, Mister Collar. The thing is, Let's as well, go. this is pretty much gamble as well because you don't know who's teams aren't going to be playing. Like you know, ain't got much to play for. Blah blah blah. Some teams are on the beach. Exactly. Um, yeah. Let's talk then. Arsenal, Bryson. Arsenal. Uh, Mike. Brighton. Yes. Still loving that Brighton, eh? It's just how much he hates Arteta ball. <laughs> so much more than he hates Brighton and Potable. Okay. Uh, Villa Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea need to win, but they've got a Champions League to think about. We've spoken about it. Uh, Chelsea will beat Villa, but whether it's enough, I don't know. Uh, I think they'll beat Villa too. Hmm. But then... I can see what's going on in, t- in yes, the game currently. Me, me too, Mikey. I can see what's going on. I feel like they, they need to win, don't they? Really? Or do they? Ooh, I don't know. Who knows? Well, did you know the score? Just have a look, no, which I for God's sake. I, I, I don't know the just, score. Just look now. Just look now. Look now, okay? Take your phone. Take a look. This is where it's the end of the pod. Nice dead air as well. That's fine. So, I want to get his reaction. So we've got, we've got Mike for the way for Chelsea. Oh, so, so winning at, 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 we're winning a football match. Yeah, you're winning exactly. a game. Big Rudiger, mate. Big Rudiger scored a goal. Oh, there was a goal disallowed as well. Oh, Timo Werner. <laughs> Shot. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, so do you fancy yourselves to, to pick up that win against Villa? I, I think we'll beat Villa because I think Villa are very much on the beach. I think it'll be interesting. Grealish has to play, right? Because he's... Mm. he's, he's <laughs> he has to play. Because he's, he's got to do something. Yeah, like... Uh, Will Gareth generally take him on the bus uh, if if he's not kicked the football in? Like, I mean, the good news is the bit is the bigger squad, right? Yeah, so, twenty six. Um, yeah. I I take him every day of the week and twice on Sundays. over James Madison as well. Um, yeah, Madison so, who? Yeah, well, Jack Jackson's best player of all time. Jackson's twelfth uh, round pick. Yeah, uh, Fulham Newcastle. Uh, who the fuck cares? Um, Draw Saint Maxim to run right. I hope. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's like Saint Maximus is finally going to get that goal of the season. Um, well, the goal of the month contest though, he's still not basically cashed in on for fuck's sake. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Fulham. <laughs> I'm gonna say Fulham. Right, and on they've a had a, they had a great result tonight. Not that it mattered. An- another draw. Something that Mikey's flagged <laughs> up to as many a time before. That yeah, you can look good, Scotty Parker, but he only picked up draws. At least the fans fans will get to to, to wave them off. Yeah, um, yeah, forty quid uh, they have to do to to wave them off, which I think is a joke for a relegated team. They're it's a great United. stadium, though. It's a it great is, stadium. It's beautiful. Um, Leeds, West Brom, Leeds are just going to blow them away because Le- Leeds, 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 Leeds to make a, so, make some noise on the last day of the season, right? Leeds will finish Absolutely. above Everton as well, and then Arsenal will be between Arsenal and Fuck. Everton for ninth. And tenth is what is what my prediction is. But um yep, Leicester Spurs, the big one probably over the weekend. Um I'm gonna go Leicester. I think Spurs it's terrible. I'm gonna say Spurs. I think uh Harry Kane. Harry Kane wants that golden boot. Harry Kane's gonna go get a golden boot at the weekend, and I think that despite um not having any tactics since Mace Ryan Mason took over, the quality in the front players is probably going to be enough. Mm-hmm. 
I'm saying this in hope more than expectation. I've gone wrong. I'm going to will it into existence. You have to bear with me because I've got Fulham playing again, which obviously isn't right. Who are they playing again? Where have I gone wrong? Oh dear. Production. Oh dear. Producer Lee. I've got Southampton and Fulham playing twice. I've gone somewhere wrong. Let's go to Liverpool Palace. Whilst- <laughs> yes. Is this a game even happening? <laughs> Liverpool Palace would be the next game on the list. You're right. It Liverpool is. win. That. I think I don't think Liverpool. I've taken it out, which is why I've gone wrong. Le- 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 although, could you imagine? Because Woy was done dirty by that lot, right? Could you imagine if Woy spoils their day out? Oh, wouldn't that That'd be fun? Be fantastic. Ha, would be unit as well. <laughs> <laughs> with Ben Tecker's coming, doing die. Uh, yes, uh, this now needs to happen. So what- I, t- I tell you what, sneaky nine goals in the league this season. B unit. When the fuck did that? I mean, contract you contract year B unit is actually serviceable. Palace just need to keep giving him one year contracts from <laughs> here on out. Just one year contract. How old is B unit? I reckon he's thirty. It's a good question. Because so, he was pretty young when he made the move from Villa to to Liverpool, wasn't he? That does seem like a long 30. time ago now. Mm. God, he's yeah. thirty on the dot. Sorry, boys. What are your predictions? I'm going to take Liverpool, but. Yeah, Liverpool. Um, well, considering you've got Liverpool finishing in the top four, that, that has to be your choice. Yeah. Okay. City against Everton. Everton away, so you never know. City got a championship. They lift the final. trophy in front of fans. They're going to fuck you, mate. They're going to uh, skull fuck the life out of Everton at the weekend in preparation for the Champions League final the following that's week. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be Aguero hat trick in his farewell game in, in front of the fans. Okay, well, thanks for that, Woods. Thanks for bringing me back. Sorry, mate, but like, I kind of feel weird. You're trying to be positive, and I'm like, now I'm grinding you down. You come down here with me. (laughs) This is is where we live now. Okay, well, if you want to go make your way to Sheffield United for £40 to watch Sheffield United Burnley, you can do on Sunday. (laughs) That's a stinker, mate. Wow. See Chris Wood Uh, playing in a hat trick? Yeah, uh, draw. Worth it. Um, I think football eats itself and starts and basically gets rage from existence due to the game playing. Yeah. Draw. I'm, I'm going to go Burnley. A five all draw. Yeah. I wish. Wood hat trick. Maybe Ryan Brewster scores wood, a goal. Wood, wood, wood five, mate. Maybe, five Ryan, maybe Ryan Brewster win. gets on the score sheet, right? Allison has scored mate, more has, goals. Allison's outscored, mate. Is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> West Ham, Southampton. Oh, I don't care. Well, West Ham to finish positively. They, they want to secure that European. West Ham to finish positive. Yeah, I think they'll 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 win that game. Declan Rice. When, when's he back? He seems to have been missing for months. I want to say he is back. He featured the other day. I oh, did he? I, I I kept seeing him sitting in stands for like the last two months, and it's like it, it, as we kind of gradually got closer to the end of May, I've started to go. These players are, are expected to start for England. Hmm. Well, they're like, still talking the about Jordan Henderson as well, which and I haven't seen point. sight of him. I've not even seen him in the stand, to be honest. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if, because he's got a groin injury, I wonder if his little little shuffle steps that he was doing when he's picking up that trophy that no one then saw on a parade did that. Maybe it was a lasting injury from that. Like it, what, Liverpool the only team in history that won the Premier League and didn't have a trophy parade for it. Which almost feels ironic. Perfect. Uh, Mike, sorry, Did it happen? what was your prediction? For what, sorry? West Ham, Southampton. West Ham. Excellent. And then lastly, Wolves United. 
United have obviously got Man- Europa Manchester League. United will win this because Wolves are horrible. Manchester United are going to play a weak squad, I, I would imagine, or weak team. Oh, good point. You're right. You're right. You're right. But then Wolves, they've got like, you know, a boy playing up front. They will draw it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I watched draw. the Wolves game at the weekend. God. Fuck me right there. Was Fabio, a, there's a chance that Fabio Silva. Jesus. <laughs> so, someone was dragging him. Um, who brings was it? it down. Brings it down on the left. Uh, I, you know when you like go to just hit, you go to have a shot and your other foot, your standing foot kind oh, of no, kicks that it. One. And then you've basically had a wild swing and you've just smashed it with like the outside of your toe horribly, like 20 yards. Oh, I felt so sad. Confidence is a hell of a drug when it, it comes to strikers, right? As well. Yeah, and I, that's a player that... The, word, the, the thing is, he brought it down so nicely. And he's a, everything he did was really nice. And then he just got into the box and he just got completely deer in headlights. Oh, no, this is actually a thing that I need to think about. Where's those like, big oh, burly men to come and tackle me? Poor bastard, man. I tell you, what, so what, I, felt, I felt for him. I'm still. I'm actually still going to go United. I draw for me. Draw. I, if if Ollie's smart, he doesn't risk anyone. Mate, Bruno right. Fernandes so is really starting, not- mate. He'll be playing the full ninety minutes. <laughs> I was reading a, a fan report from today's game. The, this guy was just like, "A, it was great to be back, obviously in the stadium." Um, and he's gone. Uh, we're a bomb scare at the back about Maguire. Um, just is we're just dreadful and he said that uh there's a few of them that look absolutely fucked bruno shaw rashford greenwood fred and wambasaka all look completely fucked like shanked beyond belief uh quite a lot of the time and then he's um and then lindelof mctominay and cavani apparently had a very public argument after a chance in the second half or in the first half uh, Cavani getting involved, mate. Arguing with people is what I like to see. Uh, I think we'll draw. I, th- I think we'll look fucked. I genuinely, I, we look cooked. You're going up against Unai Emery in a Europa League final. <laughs> That's problems, mate. Mate, we're going to make Villarreal look like peak Barcelona, mate. I'm, wor- I'm genuinely worried about this final because we look dreadful at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 you haven't looked good um, in a moment, right? And since yeah. you since you took Roma to pieces basically yeah. hmm. Liverpool uh, game I thought we were I thought we were the better team for the first 20 minutes you were oh mate it was great the first 20 minutes I really enjoyed it it was like this is great and then um, yeah it, it quickly eroded from there uh, can I just yeah. say on that as well um, you watched it obviously yeah the penalty which did you have English commentary I don't think did, no I no, don't okay. have English commentary um I've no Which idea what the fuck's was going on. So I was watching it and I'm like, well, that's never a penalty. And I've got Gary Neville on commentary going, oh, it's definitely a penalty. And I'm like, it's definitely not a penalty. Like he's kicked the ball. And I don't feel that he's kind of danger- endangered the player in any way. That it's a fa- I, c- I found the whole incident simply incredible to watch just because of what I was listening to. Well, I didn't get any of that stuff because I can't understand what the fuck's going on. So I was just like, yeah, good decision, Ruff. Good, good decision, VAR. Well well, in, t- in terms yeah. of it not being a penalty, yeah, I, I, I was too. I was like, it's definitely not a penalty. I was watching. I'm like, there's definitely not a penalty. But it was, it was bizarre to listen to. I don't know if Neville was like sort of over correcting yeah. his bias there, kind of going, Probably. oh yeah, definitely, definitely a penalty or something. Um, it was just like, 
No. We see through it, Gary. We see through it. Don't give those. Like I, I, I want those are the things that I want to cut out of football. These ticky tack bullshit penalty things, right? This is this is it's the it's, that's killing football as much as ticky tack offside calls. It's it's all of this shit molded together. Like it's just fucking garbage. That's not a penalty, and I'm glad it wasn't given. Um, Sidetrack. Sorry, Mister Collard. No worries. Let's hit over some winners and champs. Is that feature? Or have you got something else? Um, so winners, um, yeah, it's um, a couple of choices, isn't it? Kind of like you have got Leicester. Obvious choice, mm-hmm. right? Um, lovely uh, for them. Fifth time lucky was it? So that's great. Um, Alisson, because obviously the goal dedicated to his father. Wonderful, beautiful moment. Uh, but I'm going to go with um, Arsene Wenger because we all clowned him when he said top four was basically a trophy, and now we've got Tommy Tuchel and Jurgen Klopp both claiming it as a trophy, effectively. Uh, he was right. Arsene's always right, right? He's always fucking right. Um, I sure as shit am glad that I'm not the fucking football club that sacked that guy. Uh, he, he, he is a All the a fans that wonderful... held him out, essentially. Yeah, what a wonderful fucking football brain and mind he is. He should be in charge of UEFA. He should be in charge of football in, in general. Just get him get him at the top and just let him run the game. Um, so Arsene Wenger for basically telling everyone at the time that top four was was a success, you know, he's effectively a trophy. And then everyone basically laughing, laughing at him. How we all laughed at Arsenal for finishing top four and claiming it as a trophy when actually, yes, it is actually an achievement. Mikey? It's going to go Leicester. Just nice and simple. <laughs> just nice, let Leicester. Win the FA Cup. Is that, is that your justification? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different. When I say different. I'm, I'm going to go with um, with Torres, Ferran Torres for um, City. Scored out, obviously, a hat trick, um, including a delightful flick. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought good, good for him. He's he's had it, he's had it pretty tough this year. He's he's not really featured that much in this kind of classic pep i think in a way isn't it because yeah like we sort of cancelled last year and Easing big, big signing and coming in well, that's, well massive signing but it, it, good, it's good value mate good, it was a good value yeah. signing but um we haven't seen too much of him um with aguero when going, he's played he's scored goals in bags it's really it's really yeah. odd I, I see it was quite interesting because um there was a lot of talk that his natural movement for getting in goal, uh, goal scoring positions is better than striker Gabriel Jesus um, which is I think people are kind of looking at him going although he's joined as a winger because that's where he was at Valencia that Pep clearly is feeling this guy's a striker and I'm going to make him a striker say, because Pep's got it in him you can mould him into a yeah. striker can't, especially yeah. the way City play you want a nice yeah. guy well just a guy in the box that's good, with good movement to tap in look what he's done to Sterling exactly yeah, a player with no technique. He turned him into a, basically a twenty season free scoring winger. Yeah, like a, a credit credit to Pep Guardiola for creating systems and, and molding players. But I also like his why goals he, as well. I thought his goals were well taken, yeah. including the flick. I thought it was you know uh, instinctive in- and nice instinct, which is difficult to teach. Right, it's very difficult to teach players movement in the penalty area. It is an instinctive thing, and I think that. Um, I, I guess people like certainly Gary Lineker who's made a career of instinct will be able to tell you better than I can that how th- that's a, not a teachable trait it, you can tell players where they kind of need to be but when they're on the pitch you can't do that the fact that he has that yeah uh, and players in a team who are going to generate a lot of opportunities um, I mean ultimately 
is he the guy to lead them all next season? Um, it's it's a lot of expectation. No, that, that that man is Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, and we've already touched on that. I'll st- I'll kick us off with. But, sorry, I was going to say like yeah, great, great. Um, Ferran Torres plays up front next season. Got a great tutelage. Guardiola and Harry Kane to learn from. Fucking hell, man. With De Bruyne feeding him <laughs> and Foden. Fair fucks, mate. He's yeah. going to get a bag full. Mm, it's true. Um, I'll kick off chumps. I think I've already alluded to it before. It's going to be Everton again. The fact we've lost to, to Sheffield United at home on the back of also losing to Fulham at home, who are two relegated teams. And uh, also you can chuck in your Burnley and Newcastle in there as well, who are pretty much floundering down there. It's just... It's just disgraceful. I think I said last week or the week before that we were pretty much on par to equal that season of worst, like you know, record at uh, home in terms of defeats. That was the ninety-three, ninety-four season where we stayed up on the last day, thanks to I want to say Graham Stewart scoring against Wimbledon. Mate, if it's baffling that you know, like you know, the the, the away record is not not something you usually rely on. It's usually a home record. So the Mm. fact that we've Managed to have a decent away record and keep ourselves up there to an extent is, I guess, is, is some credit. But to, to lose, like, I think it's nine games at home, ten games at home, something like that, nine or ten, of which that four of those teams are Burnley, Newcastle, Fulham, and Sheffield United, and two of them have been relegated. Even if we take, I think they, they highlighted this in Football 365, if we'd taken eight points out of those four games, would have your uh, Champions League in our own hands. Even if you say you take five points, you take two losses, uh, you take two draws and a win and and a loss. You're still very much in Europe in European mm. spot. So it's, it's mate, fine margins though, right? Man United have lost the same amount of games that Man City have this season, but we've drawn five more or something like that. I think like, you've got it's even just better record in in terms of losses, no? No, we've both lost six games. All right, they must. Oh, they, lost two, they lost two Liverpool, last week, yeah. didn't they? The Leicester yeah. and Liverpool games. And so, like, yeah, I mean, it's football's a game of fine margins. You know, it's just, it's, 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 yeah. it's tough. But nine at home. Who's your loser, Mister Woods? Chelsea. Me. Oh, fucking why, why dreadful. You? Well, because I've had to kind of like oh, suffer. Woody. Don't tell me you've had to suffer, mate. Do not tell me you've had to suffer. <laughs> Lee, like the it's thing two is, 2-0 to Chelsea now, by the way. Yeah. Okay, this is easing me. My anxiety is is reducing at the moment. I'm still not comfortable though. It's you know what it, it's funny thing, right? Because because I, I did talk to to Tom Arsenal fan about this. Um, I'm used to Chelsea losing cup finals at this point. Like we we've been dreadful in cup finals basically since uh, we disbanded. The left. Yeah, basically since we lost our golden ticket. Uh, we've we've been fucking awful in finals, so I'm used to it. And, and in fact, I'm used to FA Cup final defeats as well. The only team we've beaten in an FA Cup because we've been to four finals in five years, we've won one of them, which was Eden Hazard because Phil Jones forgot what the fuck he was doing. It was um, also Phil Jones and Eden Hazard, and it was yeah. It, you know, what the hell was Phil Jones doing on the pitch in a cup final? That <laughs> just to think about that is, is kind of weird. But um, I just wanted us to win one. Uh, but you know, like I said, it's nice that Leicester did. Um, I, 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 I've got to a point where I can't even watch the fucking football tonight. I've already said because it's just basically killing me watching this team at the moment. I know, I know where you're coming from, right? There's an element of uh, yeah, but you win some stuff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I have been fortunate enough to see my team win loads of stuff. But like with that comes expectation. 
And then the disappointment is higher because if you lose in the third, fourth round of the FA Cup, no one gives a fuck. You lose in the cup final, it, it, it stings, it hurts. right? So you get yourself in those positions. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm rating myself for like... Yeah, we the, lost two Champions League finals in three years, mate. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah I mean, ultimately, uh, we've, we, we felt only being to two. We won one of them. We, we, the other one we lost was against you lot, which was incredibly painful. And I've got the, the prospect of having to, to watch Chelsea lose another one. And it's not high on the agenda of things that I really want to uh, witness, uh, I guess. But um, yeah, it's... It's Chelsea because it's also like you, you look at the Arsenal result, you look at the FA Cup final result, you look at Liverpool's results, and then you also look at the women's team. You've got well four 0 down in thirty six minutes. Well, yeah, took in a, a bit of a Champions League, League final. Did they did, did they lose the Champions League final? They got hammered by Barcelona. By, I, by, I, I I hate the Chelsea women's manager by the way. <laughs> right, she's a fucking prick. So I'm very pleased about this. It's Emma Hayes, right? Um, she's, she's incredibly. Dick, mate. She's been very successful. Very there. successful. Total dick. She she's, a, she's an interesting character, but like that Barcelona team. Have a look at their league form. They, I think they played twenty six and one twenty six, and like conceded oh, fuck all goals go. and doing so. They are like a very good group of players. Uh, you could argue that if Messi was playing with them, they that they'd probably be, be better off. Like that's how good their women's team is. So. Um, well. Okay. Yeah, I mean that Barcelona are losers, by the way. I thought they had the they had the title in their hands pretty much, and they've thrown that all away. Mm. Like Leo's Leo's farewell tour, <laughs> fucking hell! Like if you were trying to basically encourage a player to stay, this is not the way you do it. Uh, as Lee said, the Koeman effect. The Koeman <laughs> effect. Yes. Mikey, you got a chump for me? Uh, yeah. So it's Edison Cavani. As your chump. I know you're sitting there thinking what. what? He's scored a delightful goal tonight. So, this sums it up, right? Can you see that? Go higher. We'll come from. No, just see this first bit. We'll come back. I can't see. Can you see the first bit there? Oh. Uh, yeah. Man United yeah. give their goal. To- oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Man United gave her. So, and then it's. <laughs> Man United gave their goal of the season award to Bruno Fernandes before the game this evening and then Cavani went and scored the actual goal of the season in front of fans and it's one of those things where it's like ah, not, I'm not saying it's the goal of the Premier League I'm saying it's Manchester United's yeah, goal yeah, of the yeah. season for sure um, interesting yeah, in front of what fans. was that goal though Bruno Fernandes was it against Everton don't remember there was don't a remember nice, what it was there was a nice one against Newcastle where there's a nice lot of play was that that goal I don't know I think it was the one where you had. It was. It's a really good goal for what it's worth. I remember it was like beautiful win to play. But yeah, Cavani. I mean, it's it's a hell of a goal. Um, you can. Was he offside? Did Bruno touch the ball? I don't know, and I, I really don't care. Uh, Fulham are down. May not have the safe in the Champions League place. No one gives a fuck. I'm, I'm glad it didn't get overruled because it's a heck of a goal, oh. um, and it epitomises why. Manchester United don't need to be involved in the Harry Kane sweepstakes because Cavani will do it for another year because the man is ageless. And again, we're fans, mate. We're fans, which makes it better. Like, yeah. obviously, Cavani ain't played in front of Man United fans before. So oh, it's you lucky, like, lucky bastards. Just, there you go. I, I don't know. He's obviously not my loser because it's Cavani. He's a wonderful, wonderful, glorious, glorious man. I just wanted to kind of shoehorn it in there, basically. So, yeah, there you go. that's me. It's getting late, boys. Should we look to wrap things up? Yeah, pretty dead. Maybe we'll allow Woods to go off and watch that last 10 minutes of Chelsea-Leicester and he can 
maybe be okay. I'm I'm, I'm worried about turning it on and cursing it. You're the one that I, I, this is where I'm at right yeah, now. I, I I'm like that. I was the problem. I watched the games, so I'm the problem. If I turn that on and they they bottle it, then Bro, it's on me. Leicester have had one shot on target all game. Don't worry about I, it. They had one shot on, on on target basically against Chelsea at the weekend and won the fucking cup final. Um, yeah, but you weren't you, you were you weren't playing. Uh, you were playing a bit of a worse team, let's just say. Um, wrap it up because I want to go and I, I want to. I've got to say good night to the dog and I've got to sort my shout. Well, so. I, I kind of already did the hard work at the beginning of the show. If you didn't notice when I did the, you did. Show. You did do your subscribe, you rate, you like. So your... you can still do that if you're still listening at this point. I mean, uh, next week's going to be a fun show. End of season, right? Talk about how everything plays out. Talk about who's really? had a good season, who's had a bad season. So end of, end of season wrap. Spoiler alert: We've got the end Everton. Of... Would have had a shut shite season. They'll be finishing tenth. Well, we're, we're, end of season greats. It's Anyone? the end of season awards, right? Oh, absolutely. There we go. It's end the of, end of season awards. End of season awards. Um, we got to figure out whether we're doing this in the summer or not. Uh, I, I I like the idea of it with the European Championships going on. I'd like mainly because I'd like to talk to you. Um, that is, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty good excuse every Tuesday to set up this uh, this call. So uh, so that 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 would work, obviously. Um, I, I think we'll we've got obviously the end of season review, and then the week after the Champions League final, so we do one after that. But that can probably be our precursor into the European Championships. We can talk everything about England squad and etc. Et Haven't we got another draft to do at some point? Is it? You're right. We do. We have a draft to do. We need to arrange. I'm this. not going to lie. I've got I've got holidays coming up, so you know, am I going to be here? Where are you going? Knows? I'm going to Cornwall for one week, and going... have you got them in the calendar? I haven't seen them in the calendar, mate. Uh, uh, did we have a calendar do we <laughs> basically I'm going to Cornwall one week and I've got a, a potentially Euro game myself if I can go if fans are allowed to go who the fuck knows we'll see but that also falls on a Tuesday um, but yeah we'll just move it wait, wait, wait which game I've got Croatia and then the second round game ooh that's exciting well I don't reckon I'll be going mate by the sounds of things oh. if they're not if they're loosening restrictions and then you know what not and then maybe not doing that it all falls in and around like we'll you know see, when right. they allow more fans in but anyway the, I'm sure the listeners don't care about that we'll cover that off next week I'm sure they're all wanting to, to end the pod as well as much as ourselves so on that note I'm going to say goodbye goodbye from me Arrivederci Arriva Arriva <laughs> what what are the odds Jinx. man <laughs> someone say it Sports Social Podcast Network it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.